0: We promote other people, other people's companies just as hard as we promote our own because we know that there's an abundance out there. And if I have more successful friends, I'm gonna be more successful. If my friend is in business making a million dollars a year, now he can put me into those circles. Now he can help put me on. Now he can do these things for me.
1: Are we on the Tweet sugar? talk. What it sounds like to be the best, the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd McGonigal himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband.
2: Tweet talk episode 95. Yeah, we're back again. The Co host Rafael Husbands, along with my co host Charles Oglesby, the third JD,
0: aka Mr. 10k in a slow week.
2: Cool, cool, cool. So, folks, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself, Rafael at work money life on Twitter. Follow my co host Charles at real Todd billion on Twitter. And let's jump right into this tweet. <laughs> that my man Charles put out, he said, I love it when the talent bets on themselves. What were you be speaking on again? Oh, you, you, you. You're talking about digital products at the Financial Freedom Mixer in Rogers, Arkansas, correct? Kind of, sort of. We actually
0: at the last minute, not the last minute, but
2: we were just discussing um, doing a little bit
0: different. So it's actually going to be interview style. So it's not going to be lecture style. So I think that'll be cool because this is my first time really doing something like this in terms of like a speaking event. And so um, it's not going to be like me getting up there pointing at stuff pulling up slides. So to probably be talking about a little bit of everything, but mostly uh, options. That's kind of what people come to me for. Um, So be talking about options and then also going to be talking about uh, digital products. So I would imagine that it's going to kind of uh, stay in that realm of just options and digital products.
2: Mm. Speaking of digital products, the mastermind group. This week you tr- threw down a challenge for us to create a one dollar product. It is what it is. But I would say
0: that in terms of the dollar challenge, we challenged people to launch a dollar product. And actuality it was like me launching my own dollar product and seeing how well it performed and then realizing like everybody in this group can do the same exact thing. Um, and the reason why the dollar product is is important isn't because you're gonna make a lot of money selling a dollar dollar product. It's because you're going to get your name in the rooms that you wouldn't be there before. And you're not doing it for free because people don't respect free. You're doing it for at least a little bit of something. And so now people have some buy-in. And it's interesting, like a lot of people don't spend any money on their personal development. So I saw people who made it seem like that was the biggest thing they'd done They're Like, man, let's go. Let's get it. I was like, bro, you spent a dollar. But for them, (laughs) they, they broke like a seal. They broke through a glass where they're used to spending money on going to the club, used to spending money on going to concerts, but they aren't investing in their personal development. And so now I gave them the chance to do that, but then also I got their email account. And so now I have their contact information. So what a lot of people do is they have these lead generation products. And so you put something out there, it might be a free ebook. Um, I just happened to do the same thing with a dollar ebook. So I did that and just saw like it was just selling like crazy, Um, mostly because like the value that I was giving them for the dollar is like a no brainer. It's like, why wouldn't you buy it? If you have the ability to take this course, this dollar book and make thousands of dollars, you're going to do it. And so in my opinion, it's not even selling when you're giving so much value. Like I'm not asking anything from you. I'm actually giving you something. And so, people should be more conscious. They should, it should bring down the level of fear that a lot of people have in selling because a lot of people would think like, oh, like, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, it's like, I'm giving, 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 giving. So I'm going to give you a thousand dollar a day skill. I'm going to give you a $10,000 a month skill and I'm going to charge you a hundred bucks. People should buy that all day. And if you can do that, you can literally make as much money as you want to. I think that's the crazy thing about it. I was watching the David Shands podcast, Social Proof, and they were talking about how they're able to give so much value to the world, but not charge them. And it's like the ultimate Mm. business model. We give you value. We don't charge you, but we still create wealth from these things. And that's why you have to be a producer. That's why you have to be a giver, because the world is going to reward you for what you put into the world. But if you don't put anything, anything into the world, the world can't bless you. And so like that's one of the things I mean, I saw a ton of people launch their products. People who have been holding on to ideas for the longest time, they put out stuff. But what's interesting is, like, you have more products in your brain than you think you have. And so people were coming to us with ideas, like, I think I wanna do this, I think I wanna do that. I was like, that's dope, ship it, get it out there. Because you never know what it's also gonna turn into. And so people were getting their product out there, and then they're like, oh, well, then I could do this, and I could do that. And so a dollar product also opens you up to upsells. And so you get them in your funnel with a dollar. Now it's like, hey, I also do this, hey, I also do that. I was talking to Toks last night. I was like, your entire business can't be people getting on the phone with you because, mm. especially if you're doing it for a low dollar amount, if you're going to work your way out of your business, you got to monetize what you know in a digital product or in some sort of product and then get that out there for the people that want to work with you. And then if they want to work with you directly one-on-one, that's 3000 that's $5,000. You got to pay for that. That's a $1,000. You got to pay for that. And that's going to allow you to get out of the job. But if you're trying to get out of the job by doing one-on-ones for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, you're going to stay at the job. And a lot of us, the reason we do that is because the job's paying you 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks an hour. So you subconsciously think that your hour is only worth that. no. Your hours based on the results that you're getting somebody, not just based off of the time. And that's why jobs lie to you. Jobs are going to tell you that your hours worth thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. When in actuality, they're going to go out there, they're going to bill you out at five hundred dollars an hour, six hundred dollar an hour. They're going to use your labor to go settle the case for millions. I was working at a law firm right down the street from here. We were settling million dollar cases once a week, and they are still over here paying you whatever. You did all the work on that case. You talked to the client. The client had the relationship with you. You went to their doctor's appointments. You coached them up. For their discovery responses. You did all these different things for them and then they're going to get the million. You need to get the million from the world, but you're going to get it a lot of different ways. And a lot of us, like I said before, we're first gen to this. My mom ain't over here. I mean, God bless her, but she isn't an entrepreneur. She's great in her career and her profession, but she's not an entrepreneur. And so I don't have people who are just like, all right, bro, do this, 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 this. My son was sitting at my desk this morning and I was like, he's not going to want for anything. He's going to be taught to be a boss from day one, day one. He's never going to know what is, I I would never even subject him to that because mentally it's not good. It's just not a good place. Before I leave this tweet, one of the things that I noticed is, um, I think his name is Justin Giles. Uh, I think he's like super hedge fund trader or something like that. Hedge fund, whatever. And he was on the Ransom James podcast and he made a comment. He was like, he knew he couldn't work corporate America because when he was there, he was fighting to just be there. And yeah. I was like, that hit my soul because I felt like that in a lot of instances where I was just like, getting in the door was hard enough that staying was the goal. Not necessarily moving up in the ranks, not necessarily doing all these things. I was like, I just don't want to get fired. I can't get fired. Because being fired is like, it's like a gut punch. Being fired is one of the most insulting things and it has nothing to do with them firing you. Well, in part it does because it's like, it sucks to get fired by somebody who literally is not better than you, isn't able to do better things than you. But then also like what it does to your finances is devastating. Like you literally go from financial security to panic mode. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to eat? How am I going to do all these different things? Now you're over here maxing out credit cards. It's not a good place to be in. And so like a part of me was like holding on to jobs that sucked because I didn't Want to go into financial panic mode, and so then you start holding on to the bottom, and you're not even thriving in your career. You're just like, I just don't want to go to panic mode, and so that's kind of what I, what I was talking about in that tweet.
2: Yeah. It's crazy, it's how much control they have over you. The problem is, like they say, um, everybody thinks, you know, everybody can't be an entrepreneur, but you kind of are already and you just don't know it. The problem is that you only have one customer mm-hmm. and that one customer lets you go. You're on the street, depending on your, your whole financial situation. you entrepreneur, you got 10, 20, 50, 100 customers. If one fires you, you're good. But You know, it's scary. And you also said, and you had a tweet I was going to touch on that, you know, we're doing this with no blueprint. Folks criticizing first generation uh, business people as if we came from money and have wealthy fathers to guide us. We are probably going to make some mistakes, man. And it's it's frustrating how like we as a culture, when we start like judging each other, usually it's the
0: people who have succeeded because when you ain't successful, they ain't saying nothing. But then when you do succeed, when you rise to the top of the podcast charts, when you start throwing these massive events, when you start being put on jets, now all of a sudden they start breaking out the fine tooth combs. And now we're experts at business. We've been doing like, you can't do that. You can't do this. And it's like, who are you? The book said itself, when you start operating at massive levels, you're going to create problems and you're also going to create but what frustrates me is like we as a community, we expect grace and everything and every single thing else. Like, oh, he got pulled over by the cops. He was talking to the cop crazy, but the cop shouldn't have did that to him. The cop shouldn't blah, blah, blah. We're over here making excuses for maybe single moms We're over here making excuses for the kid who won't act right because, oh, well, he comes from the hood, you know, some resources oh, we we, we struggling in slavery. We make excuses for everybody but successful business people. When successful business people make a misstep, now all of a sudden they're attacking your character. They're insulting you. They're telling you that you ain't shit. They're telling you that you're terrible. They're telling you that you're trash. They're doing post after post after post after post after post. Tony literally made an effort to bring him 500 to the ground. That is not awareness. That is not helpfulness. That is not somebody who really cares about the culture. That's somebody who sees somebody on the top and wants to crash him out because of whatever experience they had and they said they had a misunderstanding i think what happened is uh tony wanted to get paid for bringing him 500 onto the podcast he wanted to get like an affiliate commission and i think they ended up backdooring him so he didn't get his affiliate commission and so now he goes and he wants to say oh uh him 500 is this he's that he's this he's that and like yeah what he said was questionable like it's kind of scary stuff to be telling people this and then also the people who are like oh yeah this is fire like I was reading the comments. Like, I'm not as financially astute as I don't know everybody. But when I see stuff, kind of like the student loan thing, I'm like, "Uh, that sounds a little off, fam. I don't know Mm -hmm. about that. Or when I see like, oh, well, you just go to get an event off a car guru. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But I can't. I can't. I can't insult the whole person. Maybe since a lot of us are coming from zero, we really don't know what's legit advice and what's an illegit advice. We just see something and we're like, oh, that that makes sense. I could do that. I could put my LOC in here. I could blah blah blah. could do that. And so it's not that people are operating with malintent. It's that they're operating with like half ignorance, half intellect. We learn a little bit, but we don't know everything. And so we think that because we know a little bit that we can start making opinions that might have like when you apply it to the big picture, like there might be something that you don't see that you would only know if you had an attorney on staff. And that's why successful people, once you get to him 500 levels, once you get to EYL levels, once you get to certain people's levels, you have in-house counsel. You start having everything vetted. Anything that you post, anything that you say, anything on your website has to be vetted by your in-house counsel. But a lot of us can't afford counsel because this shit's damn expensive. And so what people do is they just kind of do their best to make sure that they're doing their best. But I don't think anybody out here is operating from Ellington. I don't think the student loan doctor went out there trying to tell people that like, oh, just do bad shit. Like, no, like she thought that it made sense in her head. She's like, "I I learned about business credit. I learned that you can discharge business credit. Oh, I can use my business credit to do this. And then if it gets discharged, then boom. That's what they're operating it's we're we're not we're learning through this. It's like a child what they know at 6 years old isn't what they know at 12 years old or 18 years old or 30 years old. Our understanding evolves. And so then you become more wise. And so when you become more wise in these spaces, you probably stop making the same childish mistakes that you made when you were younger. You're not touching stoves. You're not stepping on glass because you're more wise. And so we have to allow us the
2: grace to get there, man. I got some
0: damn cards.
2: Also um <laughs> also you gotta think about it like as a people on as a whole black folks are like way behind in the whole wealth race in the whole wealth area you gotta you gotta figure like to to catch up just to get even to where we should should be like it's gonna take us doing some things that are not so comfortable and might not seem 100 percent ethical to everybody like things are still set up against us and we are way behind so it's like everything that we need to do is not gonna look Like peachy keen and and, and super clean from the outside all the time. It just won't. Although I do think some of this stuff does seem a little scammy and you definitely don't want anybody committing any kind of fraud that's going to get them locked up. But like you said, you're going to make some mistakes.
0: Credit is a very tricky place. That's why I never really got into that space. I just kind of stay where I am. You know, it's people doing like credit repair. Like for me, for the longest time, I didn't really vibe with credit repair because it's like you're disputing things that are on your credit report. Like, can you really do that? I was like, ah, Charles Oglesby's version of credit repair is paying your debts. That's my <laughs> credit repair. If you owe them them, let's become master negotiators. I'd rather like honestly, I think my version of credit pair is the best because I'm gonna tell you to learn how to negotiate. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna tell you to learn how to call them, stall them out, get you a settlement, and then make sure that you get it taken off your port. But then in the meantime, you're gonna be working. I wasn't working all those days because I was just chilling. I've had credit card debt that I had to chunk out. Before we bought this house, I had credit card debt I had to chunk out and I chunked it out. I didn't start sending these Dumb ass letters talking about oh this does not look legitimate like bro like did you have the credit card or not that's just right. one thing but credit card credit repair is a huge business
2: yeah my thing is like if it's if it's a legitimate thing that you actually charge or whatever come on man just pay mm-hmm. it like we gotta like man you 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 agree to something like that means something Like I've realized you... that people people with good credit usually want to protect their good credit that's
0: why they usually make better tenants but they also make for some terrible tenants too at the same time but also uh they just are very picky um. um they're not- accept everything. Right. Like they can find anything wrong with the, with the house. And so then it just becomes like a really stressful situation. And then they're like, they make, they feel like they make their own rules. They can kind of be egotistical, but then sometimes people have credit, like, good credit and it's because they got their credit clean. I remember this one time, this guy wanted to get in our rental property. He had a 700 credit score, but he had a clean credit report. I was like, that's kind of interesting. There's no marks on your credit report, but it's a 700. You just got everything wiped clean. So,
2: yeah. Very interesting. But, um... Yeah, it's very interesting. But you said, uh, every time you trash a brother for trying, you discover 10 others from trying.
0: Yeah. Um, this kind of goes to the Jay Morrison thing. Like, before or when Jay Morrison did his thing, everybody was inspired to do it. Investor created his fund. Julian uh, Gordon created his fund, but they did that before he got trashed. And then he got trashed and folks were just like, uh, I think I'm going to not. Because like, it just wasn't a fair criticism of his business. You don't go to a startup company and expect profits year one or year two or year three or year four, maybe even after year five. Like, think about this. There's a lot of folks out here starting up businesses and they're making no money. They're making no money. And so it's like, if you, can give yourself grace and you know the business is hard, why wouldn't you do the same thing for others? But the thing is, a lot of people are in business. And so a lot of people who did that, they weren't in business and they tore them down. They said crazy stuff. And we haven't seen anybody else do anything like that in a long time. Like nobody's like, they're like, uh, I'm good. Like super successful people are like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, thanks. Even before he did it, Jay Morrison was saying like, yeah, I came to other people to ask them if they want to do this. And they're like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And it's unfortunate. But the reason why I tweet things isn't to like say, Yo, you all suck it's to say hey do better bro Mm -hmm. if you criticize somebody for trying and you prevent other people from doing it how about we just accept people are trying and at least we're trying to get out of the hole instead of just sitting on the side of the hole pointing at the damn hole telling white folks to get us out the hole because that ain't gonna happen fam so why don't we support and honor the people that are getting it as opposed to like tearing them down? People will tell you like when he was building the whole thing, everybody's comments was like, oh, he can't build that. It won't work. He won't be able to do it. And then he built it. And like, oh, but he did it wrong. Ah, tear him down. And it's like, why are we as a culture like this? Like, honestly, sometimes, man, I'd be like, I just got to stay in my lane, man. I just got to distance myself, take care of my fam and the whole saving the culture
1: thing. That might not be for me. <laughs> Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Todd Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn twenty thousand dollars in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio on Instagram at PartnerWithMillie or on Instagram at Todd or just head over to Gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Okay, yeah. Okay, Effa Shades is their premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes. And we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. OKFA Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Or on Twitter at DJ
2: Ebrock. It's just weird, man. When he came out, people were ready right to tear him down. Then he got investigated. like, see, he got investigated, but then they cleared him. Like, there's, there's nothing, there's no scamming going on. But the people are still like, yeah, well, that don't mean anything. And they're still waiting for every little thing, man. I don't really get it, man. Like, every Isn't that crazy? Like, we got to ask ourselves, what is the agenda there? If, mm-hmm. if
0: like you guys say it's a scam and he gets investigated and then they find out that it's not a scam, but people still say it's a scam. Like, why is it because you and this is why i tell people like we do more harm to ourselves than others do to us i didn't grow up in the african-american community um i grew up in a mixed community um and i went to high school college every education has been in a mixed community and i've been getting nothing but love from white folks the only real people who've been coming for me was my own kind. Those only people who wanted to fight me, was talking to me crazy. Like, think about it. People literally want to fight you. Like, they want to punch you in your face. They want to make you hurt. They want to stomp you into the ground. They call you crazy names. They make fun of you. And then that's supposed to be, like, your people. And then you have other people over here who don't look anything like you who have nothing but positive vibes. And they're pushing you, and they're helping you, and they're getting you into college. And so it's like, we got to really be honest with ourselves and say, like, who is really holding who back? Who is really doing the worst damage to black people? Who?
2: Who? You know, I, I forget who said it, but somebody was saying um, one problem is that, um, you know, most black people are not like what you see on like social media and on TV and stuff. But the people who are like that are like the marketing committee. They're like, they have the biggest megaphone. They're the ones getting on TikTok. They're the ones getting on Instagram and Twitter and talking the loudest. So you, you you get to thinking that that's what black should be. And if you're not like that, then there's something wrong with you. Like, you should be saggy your pants you should be wearing Jordans all the time you shouldn't be wearing you can't wear polos you can't wear boat shoes like you gotta talk with slang you gotta call each other all kind of names like to be considered black or else they gonna pull your card and it's just crazy to me man like we don't all be the same man we don't all have to be the same don't but it's just crazy how they come at him and and the funny thing is with a certain person it, it, it seems like you're coming at people when you can't when your money something with the money goes wrong and all of a sudden the person was cool before the money went wrong but like, you will you, you will find Doing business with this person until you didn't like the money situation. Then all of a sudden, the person's a scammer. Yeah. Why weren't they a scammer last week when I mean, you were working with them? Now you didn't get your cut. It was like, oh, all of a sudden, now you're looking out for the culture. No, you're not. You're looking out for your pockets. Mm-hmm. And you're mad. Like, you know, there's such a scammer. You know all this back information. Why didn't you say it back then? It was all good a week ago. It was all good yeah. a week ago. If you know they're a scammer now, you know they were a scammer then. But you didn't care as long as you got paid. But whatever, bro. Whatever. So, shout out to uh, Henry Amazing in the, in the, in the uh, audience. He says, I think entrepreneurs and business owners should develop the mental fortitude like Noah had while building the art. People can't understand stuff that they've never done or seen done by people that look like them. Whenever you're building something great, there will be criticism and doubters. That's true. They've never seen it done before. So they don't even know what it looks like. The funny thing is, going back to the Jay Morrison thing, is like so many people never seen a real estate syndicate and how they work and that they charge fees. Like they thought the dude was crazy and greedy for wanting to charge a fee for managing the fund. Like he was supposed to work for free and make you rich off for of 500 bucks. Yeah. It's just bizarre, man. And,
0: and that's what I'm saying. That's why people are just like, uh, I think I'll pass. They want me to work for free. They want me to give them all. Uh, I think that's, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll just right. use my real estate knowledge for myself. Because folks still out there doing deals, man. They just ain't including y'all no more. Because <laughs> y'all don't too much know how hassle. to act,
2: man. It's too much of a hassle. Meanwhile, sad, man. Chris Senegal is ready to do another second deal. He's having a call tonight, too. About oh, About really? the first deal. Yeah, there's a call tonight about uh, the update on the first deal that we put money in last year. And I'm not sure what they're going to talk about, but there's a call tonight. I Let's didn't know. I, I didn't. I, I get so many emails. i be forgetting to see some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's coming on at the same time we're doing our store call, so... I don't know what you're going to do about that. Anyway, just wanted to get into this episode segment of Black Billionaire Banter. Saw this story, I believe, on Black Enterprise. I want to get your opinion on it, too. So there's a 14-year-old black teenager by the name of Gabby Goodwin. She's the CEO of Gabby Bowes. Company sells barrettes. It's like those little plastic things you see in the little girl's hair. Styling creams, hair wash products, and pomade. (laughs) Available at GabbyBowes.com and also at Target. So apparently she went on... A podcast, just for an interview with this guy Marcus Lamounis. Uh, I don't, not really familiar with him, but apparently, I guess he's well known. He has a podcast. Miss a Middle Eastern guy. And sometime during the podcast, he brought out Gil King as a surprise, uh, Oprah's friend. And they hit her with a, a surprise $200,000 investment, supposedly, in her business. Now this girl, Gabby Goodwin, she started when she was seven years old. Got tired of having barrettes constantly falling out of her hair. And she decided to do something about that and design her own design at seven years old, well, her and her mother. So they started with one design and three colors. Now she has three designs and 15 colors and a bunch of plant-based hair products that are natural. You know. She has a first patented double-faced, double-snap barrette for the girl's hair, all these lines shipped to all 50 states, sold in retail stores in the United States, Canada, and South Africa. She's the youngest ever South Carolina young entrepreneur entrepreneur of the year, and was a bat Enterprise teampreneur of the year. Now, my thing is this. Who said she wanted that $200,000 investment out of the blue, if it really was a surprise or not just a gimmick or something like that? What do you think of this story? I don't know. Because, I mean, like, if if it really was a surprise, who said said she wants this guy in her business And Gil King?
0: Mm, um, I mean, that's kind of what Marcus Lamones does. Like, he has a show where he goes into businesses and he saves him and turns him around. Oh, the profit, right? So, yeah.
2: So, maybe that's what he's doing, but I don't know. I have no idea. On the one hand, it's good for her, too, because she gets 200000 So, shout out to her. Congrats. The gem is that, like, she was already
0: moving. She wasn't talking about an idea. And, like, that's why we tell people to just like launch stuff and get stuff out there, because can't nobody support your mind, but they can support your grind. So if you got stuff out there, if you're promoting, you putting stuff out there, people will get behind it, and you might get blessed with a random 200k, or you might not. But you don't need the 100 to 200k. You need the hustle. So I, I think it's good either
2: way. I mean, it's not like he bought our business for 200 grand. Yeah, I don't know all the particulars, but it's an interesting story. we Just want to put out there. Moving on, billionaire banter. Yeah, brought to you by Todd Capital. Now we've been talking about this, but you said we need more of us winning, not less. The more people we have winning, the more people we will have winning. Um, it frustrates
0: me when, like, I see people see somebody successful, and they feel like we can't have them be successful because we have too many people that are successful. And that's—I'm still speaking on, like, the Him 500 incident, which I think is actually kind of a cool maybe theme of this uh, podcast. It's just that, like— People think that they got to pull you down. Like I saw when when I had certain things going for me, specifically like when the community was like 5,000 people and it was generating what it was generating per month, everybody was hating on me, talking crazy on me. What they don't realize is like when a black man generates $100,000 a month or whatever that is per month, now he can create more jobs, he can create more opportunities, he can pay more people. I was paying like 15 people. I was like, the success that I had allowed me to help other people be successful. But people were like, Like, nah, he can't be successful. If he's successful, then there's a problem. He's making too much money. And so they literally like hated me. There was people who I didn't even know. If I saw him in the street, I'd walk right past him. And they were like, F you, Charles. You can go to hell, Charles. You ain't shit, Charles. And I was like, why? What did I do to you? Oh, you make $100,000 a month. You don't deserve that. And so it's like, there's so many like conflicts within the culture and the community that I don't understand. It's like, we we don't want poverty, but we also hate those that get money. We don't want people to be struggling and not be able to take care of their family. We all say people who can do things for their family. It makes no sense. And so um, I just, I've seen on Instagram through podcasts, It's like the more stories of success that we share, the more of us that we have that are learning how to be successful and are getting the confidence to be successful and are getting the information to actually get out there and operate and are finding a network to do it. Like this is a relatively new phenomenon for the African-American community. Like over the past four years, we've seen us going into business, supporting each other with their business, promoting each other with their business, helping each other do things, and then we hit the turn of whatever we had and it's just been like, it's not the same energy anymore because we went from being self-reliant to being Biden-reliant. And when you become Biden-reliant, you start to see division creep up in the community. And so you start to see people who are more liberal leaning on the government and people who are more conservative just leaning on themselves. Like, if you're conservative, you're conservative whether you got Biden in the office or not. I'm going to get it whether Biden gives it to me or not because that's just how I was raised. I don't need Biden to do anything for me. But there are people who think the president is going to do things for them. And when the president is in office, they don't think it's going to do anything for them They become self-reliant. So when there's a conservative in office, liberals become conservative. (laughs) <laughs> they become more self reliant. They become more accountable. They become more people who are gonna do dope things, and we saw that. And now we're seeing a lot of division. And so, in my opinion, um, I think that we need to celebrate people's success when we see the success. That's one thing that I'm big on. Is when my friends do dope shit, I'm there to celebrate it, man. Because I know that my time is coming. I'm in a good circle because you want to be in a circle full of winners, and there's no shortage of success. So that's what the book says. There's no shortage. Therefore, Raphael can be successful, and I can be successful. Hive mind can be successful, and I can be successful. We promote other people, other people's companies just as hard as we promote our own because we know that there's an abundance out there. And if I have more successful friends, I'm going to be more successful. If my friend is in business making a million dollars a year, now he can put me into those circles. Now he can help put me on. Now you can do these things for me. I just had a conversation with Toke's last night and we were just brainstorming like how to get him to the next level. But like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't do that. I've seen people and maybe this is because jobs are individualistic by nature. I've seen people they get put on, they ain't trying to help nobody. I've seen people they get a good job, they ain't trying to bring in nobody. And I think it's just because a business is a lot different than a job. I tell people all the time, like a business saves everybody, but a job saves yourself. And so I'm like the crazy part about it, as I was thinking as I was driving into downtown LA, I was like, we're going to uh we're going to Vegas and I paid for the flight for everybody. And I think it's crazy Mm. because ain't nobody doing that for me. Nobody would do for me the things that I do for other people. I'm over here putting folks on payroll. I was like, y'all didn't put me on payroll. Y'all couldn't even give me a job. In fact, y'all was looking any crazy when I asked for anything. But it's different because I make my money differently than they make their money. They're making their money one-to-one job ratio. Your job just paying enough for you to survive. Your business takes care of others. I have to make enough money to take care of my employees, not just to take care of myself. So if I tell you I made 10K this week, that don't mean I made 10k this week that means the business made 10k this week I still gotta pay my wife, my mom, my assistant, my digital marketing person, my three uh, admins or my three yeah admins is what I call them. Anybody else I decide to bring on, I got another graphics person out there. So it's like it's just different now. But I'd rather be here than there. I gotta get my son on payroll. I don't know what he could do. He's so young.
2: <laughs> he can, he can model, make a
0: mess. I don't know. He, he can be a model. You gotta be a model for something. All he be doing is going in my stuff and just tearing it apart. Yeah.
2: Um. So Lacey in the chat had a question. She was asking uh for advice on for somebody who has multiple businesses. but Lacey, explain that a little better. Yeah, advice is a general word. Yeah, advice on what exactly? On... One Okay. In the meantime, Henry Amazing is asking, how did you prepare mentally to be a true business owner with employees? I took the leap, man. My first year having employees, I sucked. I had so many people
0: mad at me, man. They're like, you're not paying us enough, dude. You're not doing this enough for us, dude. And so, like, I think my year one struggles with employees actually makes me a year two employer way better. The interesting thing about this is um, I was watching David Shands and he has this guy that works for him. And the guy, they were in L.A. and they went to the Gucci store. And he was like, I never was able to like afford to go in the Gucci store, but he works for David. And so you would think that a job equals poor. A job work is equal poor when you work for the opposition. They don't want to see you win. They actually can't see you win because if they see you, I've talked about this on the show before. And so it's like, when you work for me, I'm gonna make sure that you live well. I'm gonna make sure that you're good, I'm gonna make sure that you are doing well because I have a new revelation. And so I'm at a point now where like I learned because a lot of my employees last year ran off. And just did what the F I'm doing. I'm working on being cleaner. I don't want to be cussing all on the show and stuff. They just did what I was doing. Like, oh, shoot. Charles making this much money doing this. I'm going to just go take his idea and I'm going to just compete with him. But I'm also going to take his customers. And so what I'm realizing is in order for you to deal with me, I got to give you the game. I can't have you working with me and you don't know what I know. Now, the thing is, is if I give you the game and you know what I know and then you run off on me, then I'm going to be at a loss. And so my strategy is to pay people so well that they don't even want to compete with me. They're just like, nah, it's too good over here. Charles treating us too well. Massive treating, I'm just kidding, I'm not massive, but like Charles treating us too well. Like, because for me, it's like, I'm not even just paying them well, I'm also getting them opportunities. And so you got to stick around. I'm telling you, like my track record speaks for itself. Say what you want about me not paying people whatever I was paying them last year, but I was paying people Black people. I was not asking to do anything for me for free. So you can say what you want. Oh, Charles, he didn't pay me enough. Charles, he didn't do this. But I didn't ask you for no favors. I wasn't making no money off of you just being a slave. I wasn't making no money off of you not doing it ever. But through that experience, I learned that I need to not even just pay people well. You got to pay them more than well. And it's crazy because you shouldn't have to do this. But, like, as a black business owner, the standards are different, man. Like, people don't come to me with the stuff they would come to Tom with, they come to me on a different level, man. They'll take Tom's $18 an hour and smile. But with me, because I think that we're equals and we're the same and that we're peers. It's like, nah, fam, like you got to pay. I want 25. I want 30. And so at first I used to push back, but now I just pay it, man. I don't even expect to get treated like Tom. I'm just like, you know, black business owner, I got to pay people more.
2: It is what it is. It is what it is. So we got Lacey's calling in. Um, um, I mean, I could ramble if you want. What, would you, what advice would you give her, Raphael? I don't know because I don't know what she wants advice on like does she want advice uh like down the voice at the same time management or or whether shut something down like are are they all profitable for her like uh, do they all make sense are they do they all work together well i mean it's a it's a it's a big question um that's a big question. True. So I would say, hopefully, they tie in with each other, and hopefully, she has systems or and and or people in place to run each business. She's not just scrambling, trying to do everything that everybody that she sees everybody else is doing. Is it? Like, if you ever watch like the Social Proof podcast, I'm not trying to knock my dude because I love the podcast, but it, it seems like every time somebody comes on there and talks about their particular niche, he's, he's like, "Yo, can I get in?" <laughs> I I think It's not a lot Because I think He definitely knows This himself Like he wants to do Everything He's got like Shiny shiny object syndrome And he knows this Like he He talks about it But you don't want To be like that Like in real life Trying to do it all yourself Like he's trying to get in With other people But we see some people Like trying to do All these multiple businesses By themselves Like let me do this Let me do that Let me get vending machines Let me get real estate Let me get Like it's cool But you gotta be able To handle it all I mean whatever works for you Whatever works for you Lacy. Lacy's a scientist. Did you know that, Charles? Had no idea. She's a scientist, and she got like eighteen businesses. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> she trying to get all the money? Call back, Lacy. Call back. So you said, Charles, that the only hundred percent field proof business is the ones that Twitter critics got.
1: <laughs> So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holler, holla? So how do you take your boring, regular sneakers and convert them to unique, dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at getlace. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options upgrade them sneakers baby get yours today at getlacelaces.com premium sneakers need premium laces Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At ShopPureBodyCo.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit ShopPureBodyCo.com. And remember to join PBC Perks
2: to receive rewards as you shop.
0: Um, I think that speaks to my earlier message which is just like we got to give you the grace to not be perfect Um, but quite honestly man I think that just comes with being an entrepreneur and putting something out there Um, because it's not just black businesses that get get, uh, criticized every business gets criticized Jeff Bezos got criticized Elon Musk got criticized Steve Jobs got criticized so it's not even really a black issue it's not like oh only black businesses get criticized like we would hope that like black folks would understand the struggle and so they wouldn't criticize but I don't think they do and so we got to move. Like I was thinking about this, like all the criticism that I got in the first iteration of my product, like it doesn't matter because I can create a whole new product and I am creating new products. I'm creating a new product right now. I'm writing my book and it's going to be a bestseller. I'm excited. I already sold like 2,500 copies of my book. And so like people are going to sit on the fence and criticize from a, a, a place of perfection. And we as entrepreneurs just got to realize like there's no merit in that. It's like LeBron James has on his shoes. Like the only real honor goes to the man in the arena, the guy with his face bloody, the guy with the dirt on his hands, the guy out there grinding, the guy in the in the place. And unfortunately, people aren't going to understand. And you got to stop expecting people to understand. Just because they're close to you doesn't mean that they know what you know. Like Just because they're married to you doesn't mean that they know what you know. Just because they birthed you does not mean that they know what you know. And so it's like you got to stop expecting for them to get it. You got to stop expecting it. And so I posted that because people oftentimes criticize from a place of perfection as if they got it all together. But behind closed doors, they are there effing up just like all of us. And so I just I don't want people to get discouraged because I think a lot of people, they do that. They don't launch their product because they don't want criticism. They're holding themselves up to a measure of perfection that does not exist. They're holding themselves up to a standard of product that most people haven't even released yet. And and so when you release yourself from that and you let people say whatever they want to say, like, quite honestly, to a certain extent, maybe it just would have been cool. Like, to a certain extent, I think that like the guy like the pocket watching by JT, like, I hate that he runs his business how he runs it. But because it's America, he gets to do it. So the strategy should be in order in, instead of coming at him and saying, stop being a crab. We just got to maneuver through the crabs. We can't we can't crush the crabs. The crabs are going crab. We can't eliminate the 20s of this world. We can't eliminate the pocket. Of watching JTs. They just exist and that's how they make their money. And so they're not gonna stop doing it. Tony the closer doesn't do these things for fun. He doesn't because they're profitable. I posted something, the 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 50 cent method. 50 Cent came in the game. What did he do? He went immediately after Ja Rule because Ja Rule was at the top of the game. Ja Rule was so at the top of the game so much that now we don't even realize how at the top of the game he was because 50 Cent took him off his square. 50 Cent just kept coming after him, kept coming after him. But what happens when you come after the person at the top, you automatically raise yourself to the level of the top. So now, him 500 has to address Tony the Closer. Now he's on a live with Tony the Closer. When you go on a live with somebody, your following gets the notification. Tony the Closer doesn't do these things for moral reasons. He does these things because it's a great marketing strategy. Like 50 Cent said, he said, if we can't be friends, let's be enemies. He's like, I'd rather be your enemy because if I'm your enemy, then somebody's going to be, you're going to be like, I hate Tony the Closer, He's whack. And then somebody's going to go and find out that person. Like, you know, he's actually not that whack. That's mm. happened to me before. Somebody came to me, was like, you know what? I actually found you for somebody who was talking shit on you, but you're actually kind of a cool dude. And so, I just find that, like, as a culture, we got a lot of, of growing
2: and learning to do, but to expect everybody to be on your level is a mistake. Right, man. But criticism, God, stop. Like, we got like they say mind your own business like you got a business like mind your business take care of your business and keep it for keep going like unless somebody really is a scammer like proven like mind your business and, and, and push forward because there's somebody out there that looking at you like a scammer you, you are acting all high and mighty but the fact the mere fact that you charge money for a product or a service somebody's hating on you somebody acting like you're a scammer there are people out there who actually think you're a scammer just for charging money for a product or service like forget the even price yeah like Lance is saying they don't even use the word right, scammer. You talked about this in a previous episode about what a scam really is. Like, did the person actually intend to cause harm? Making a mistake is not the same thing. And just because somebody charges a lot of money for something does not make them a scammer. I wanted to talk about that too. It's not a scam just because they charge a lot of money. If it something causes, if something costs them two dollars to make and they charge you five thousand, you could call it overpriced. But it doesn't necessarily make it a scam. Like, it is what it is. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah,
0: it's unfortunate, man. Like this is why a lot of folks they don't really be messing with folks man you know i have three african-american male neighbors and literally none of them have a black wife that's the craziest thing to i'm like bro none of y'all wives are black where your black wives at um (laughs) i don't know what that means i don't know what that means but i just thought it was interesting they don't really talk much either but um what i was gonna say is that like oh look at this ring It, it got clean again that's interesting it was tarnished for a while um, I just I, I I want us to do better But sometimes I don't think it's possible For us to do better man So I just be out there Trying to just make sure I take care of my own That's nice
2: Shout out to Vong This uh, make a million dollars While you're young It's lit You bought it through your link Or something That's how you know Yeah We'll so be you... buying candles <laughs> So And who's the, What's the name of the company That you were, you were talking about Before we got on recording Harlem Candles Harlem Candles I mean I
0: just have a, uh, An admiration for Harlem In general Look at this I have a, an admiration I just have a I just love black folks who do it right, man. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, I hate, you said, what did Chris Rock said? I said, I love black people, but I hate niggas. So I can't stand a nigga. <laughs> like, I love black folks. I love it. Like, I love us when we're doing the right thing, when we're dressing well, we're living well, we're building up each other. But I just can't stand, like, ignorance, man. They have some dope-ass candles. I'd be willing to buy them all. So,
2: yeah. Some free promotion for Harlem Candles. Yeah,
0: man. Glad to get an affiliate link or something,
2: huh? Do it right, man. Come on, people. Get, start your businesses, man. We want to support y'all. Send me some candles. Shit. Anyway, shout out to everybody in the mastermind. If you're not part of the business mastermind, join yeah. us, we are doing big things. We got speakers coming in every week, dropping game. We got four calls a week. We went from two calls to four calls a week. We're holding each other com- accountable. We're sharing our wins together. We're encouraging each other. We're putting products out. So much product came out in 24. Hours this week, if you think about that, Charles, like we got a bunch of product launched in less than 24 hours when you put up that challenge. Like, because folks nothing. just be
0: holding on to their greatness, man.
2: It's like everybody's like, I don't know what I can do, I don't know what I could do. You put up the challenge, and all of a sudden, everybody knew what they could do. Like, I was the same, I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. But then I saw everybody else popping up and stuff. I was like, You're not gonna play me, you're not gonna play me, man. And I'm happy for that, there.
0: too. I think that's dope. I was um, like, I do gotta run downstairs and grab my food, though. Yeah, we're about to wrap it up, we're
2: about to wrap it up anyway. Take a, can you take a question from the crowd while I run downstairs? Let's <laughs> uh, see anybody got a question in the crowd. Go ahead, y'all. I, I know you see the link in the chat. I have launched a uh, podcast podcast quick start guide. This is for, this is not for people who are doing a podcast already. It's for people who haven't started yet and have been talking about it for months and years but haven't done anything. So check out my podcast star one day quick start guide on Gumroad at gumroad.com slash tweet talk. Henry Amazing in the crowd says, ask, what's been the best moment of your day thus far? Wow. That's a good question. This right here. Being with with you guys. I love doing this podcast, man. Just waking up is a great part of the day. Getting in the call right now from these people saying that my car is ready. Yep, about to go pick up my... Yep, that's a phone call right now telling me that my car is ready. So go pick that up. My rental car. All the moments are great. Let me see who else is in here. Lance is in here saying, in our culture, the people with the least are the loudest. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before. It's crazy. People with the least are the loudest and they have the biggest opinions and want to tell people that they're wrong. Even when it comes to money, like somebody could have millions of dollars and give advice and there's some broke person around there saying like, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. Henry Amazing said the mastermind is where it's at. You need to be in an environment that helps you grow your mindset and give you the tools to build your business." Shout out to Henry. And he's right, man. You got to join the mastermind. People are starting whole businesses. People are partnering up. People are doing things that they haven't done before in their whole life. We are reading books, We're making connections, networking. We're meeting up in real life and build, partnering up and building businesses together. Yeah, Henry was just asking what's was the best moment of our day so far. And I was saying like, just waking up. I was saying this is the best part of my day so far doing this podcast. Love doing the podcast, and I got a phone call that my car is ready. Oh yeah, that's a good. Oh yeah, another good moment. I didn't answer so it. So what but kind? What it. kind
0: of car is this? A
2: Nissan Sentra. It needs some. Higher uh, car. Yeah, need some body work, but I'm gonna put it on a higher car, and on higher car doesn't really, it doesn't really matter so much, cosmetics. Because Because people people are gonna beat it anyway. People People beat it. I got on there as a I got on there as a driver, so I've seen some of the cars that they have. They're not all pretty, all. Really? Because people are mainly using it is for Uber and Lyft drivers. People want it for work. They don't care about it being pretty.
0: Right. That's being pretty, man. Yeah. I I feel
2: it's overrated. I feel like Turo, even though I use it, seems like it's more of a hassle. You got to charge fees for this and fees for that. Yeah. I respect so. your decision. You gotta get
0: that cash flow though, Raphael. So whatever, by any means, it don't matter if it's two row, higher car, cash flow. Right. Folks be over here trying to be like, I just, you know, I don't think I should do that because I could like, man, cash flow, cash flow. My mom got her car on two row. Mm-hmm. She's getting bookings, you know?
2: Yeah, with this $1 product I'm putting out for the podcast launch thing is like. Ask,
0: ask Lance where his $1 product is.
2: <laughs> right, Lance. Charles so you need some product, Charles. I mean, Lance, create a $1 product. product. Also your podcast. Well, my gut is going to be straight up like just record and launch. That's it. Don't worry about what's the best microphone, how much it's going to cost. Exactly,
0: man. Exactly. Even on the in-person podcast, man. I'm over here like trying to be at EYL levels on episode one. Bro, they didn't, EYL didn't start at EYL levels.
2: Right, right. But let's wrap this up. Cause you got 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 lunch to eat for your trip. I gotta go pick up my car. It's lit. Get started, get fancy later. So, so
0: I, I still get to be a partner? How does this work? Are you going to cut hey. me in for real, for real? You talk hey, you about that it.
2: offline. We talk about that offline <laughs> after we get off here. Right after we get off here, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk that right. As soon as we get off, we'll talk about that. What? Episode 95 of Tweet Talk, the Blackwell podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself, Raphael, on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow Charles at Real Todd Billion. Follow the podcast on Twitter at TweetTalkPod, that's P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram at tweet talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at ToddBillion and ToddCapital at Todd.Capital. For episode 95, Rafael and Charles, we are out.